0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of How Do You Love Yourself? I'm Annika. I'm Kaylee. And today we thought we would kind of continue with our vibe of how to (laughs) succeed at university and work and things like that by talking about procrastination. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about what procrastination even is and some of the science behind it, which I Mm -hmm. actually think is Useful to know so that we can understand like how to effectively beat procrastination. Yeah. Um. And then of course we're going to be talking about all of our tips to avoid procrastination and then kind of lastly some like I guess overarching reflections on what we think is procrastination versus what is just the need to rest and kind of take a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess um we were both doing a little bit of research and I thought it was interesting. So procrastination is actually a term or a phenomenon i guess that has been plaguing humans all the way since like ancient greece <laughs> um, <laughs> which just tickled me like i just i really love that um so greek philosophers like socrates and aristotle developed a word to describe procrastination and they called it akrasia wow um, which is the state of acting against your better judgment. So essentially when you do one thing, even though you know that you should be doing something else, which I it think sounds
1: like, like this mystical land, like the far kingdom of Akratia.
0: It's so pretty, right? Like ancient Greek is such a beautiful language. Um, but I think that that's really funny, right? This idea of like doing something, even though you know you should be doing something else, yeah. which is like
1: yeah.
0: sums up procrastination to a T. um (laughs) but I the modern day definition of procrastination is um the act of delaying or postponing a task or a set of tasks we've all been there we've all done that but Kaylee do you want to talk a little bit about why we actually procrastinate
1: Yes. So, behavioral psychology has revealed the phenomenon of procrastination as what is called time inconsistency. So, basically, it's the tendency of the human brain to value immediate rewards more than future rewards. So, like, they don't understand the short-term pain, long-term gain kind of things. It's like you just want the instant gratification. So it's like the conflict between what your future self wants and what your present self wants
0: hundred percent. So if my present self is like, I really, really, really want to binge watch Bridgerton right now. <laughs> but my future self is like, oh, Annika, you probably need to get an HD on the test that you have tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There's a conflict between the two. And it's like a lot easier to, I guess, gr- um, like satisfy the present desire yeah. than it is your future desire. So I think what we're kind of going to talk about then today is all about how to reduce that time inconsistency and consistency mm-hmm. and kind of make your present and your future self meet in this like harmonious state yeah. of productivity yeah. um, so that yeah we reduce that inconsistency between the two
1: so the first thing that we really wanted to address was the four types of procrastination so these are generally the four categories that you can fall into as a procrastinator so the first one is known as the performer, who's like, I work so well under pressure, like diamonds are made under pressure. I am a diamond. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> number two is the self-deprecator. So they're the ones that's like, oh, I'm so lazy right now. Like, I can't be bothered. I remember my, I remember my English teacher in high school was like, The worst thing you can do when an assignment is due is go up to someone and be like, oh, I haven't started because they're just going to be like, oh, I haven't started either. Mm -hmm. He's like, and then you're both just going to be complaining about how you haven't started. Like, come (laughs) on, guys. Anyways, third one is the overbooker who's like, I'm so busy. I just don't have time, like constantly filling in the schedule. And the last one is the novelty seeker who's like, I just had the best idea. So they have a lot of trouble finishing tasks because it's like, oh, I am going to, you know, clean the house and oh, I'm now going to do this and oh, I'm going to do this. And you start it and have high motivation at the start. But then when it comes to like the end of it, you just can't be bothered to finish it.
0: I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, shout out actually it's called we can do hard things by Glennon doyle um and she's this really famous amazing author and Mm -hmm. um like life coach and things like that but anyway she was talking about how she's definitely the novelty seeker and so (laughs) she will often start projects and get all the way through them and take her hours right like she'll finish the project and then she just like totally loses all motivation and drive to pack up so like if it's an arts project she'll finish the project it'll look great and then just, like, physically cannot
1: <laughs> yeah. do the clean yeah.
0: Um, Which is funny, because then, her, like, her wife was like, oh, yeah, that's fine, though, because, I like, I we work well together because I recognize that she is a novelty seeker, mm-hmm. so then I'll pack up for her, because she mm-hmm. does the bulk of the project, then I'll support by packing up. That's so sweet. It's cute, right? But I, <laughs> I think we all kind of get there. Like, I, as soon as I, like, st- I'm, like, I'm going to redecorate my room or I'm going to, like, reorganize my closet –
1: I oh get maybe,
0: like, all the way just until the end, and then there's, like, inevitably a pile of clothes that sits in the corner mm-hmm. of my room for, like, two weeks.
1: Yeah, the wardrobe's the one that gets me. I think it gets everyone, like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna clean up my wardrobe, and then it's, you start, and you do, like, one shelf, and then you're, like, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit on my bed, just for, like, half an hour, and then you end up, like, five episodes into this, like, ten-episode series, and you're, like, I'm just gonna finish it. I can do the wardrobe another day.
0: <laughs> um, So, Kaylee, what I guess category procrastinator. Do you think that you are?
1: Um. I mean, I think everyone, especially, can have like elements of all four. I think the majority of the time, I'm a tie between the overbooker, where I literally like I have so many things going on, and the self-deprecator, where it's like I just can't be bothered to do it. Um. And it sounds really ironic to say, like, I'm genuinely so busy, but I genuinely am so busy. Like, I pack my schedule in. So it's like, oh, do I really want to do my assignment in the hour that I have off? Or do I want to sit and read a book? Or do I want to watch an episode of Bridgerton? Like, or do I want to do something else? Um, And then I'll just sit there and be like, oh, I'm so lazy. I can't even get started. So I think those are my two.
0: I think I have the same. Um, I'm definitely an overbooker as well. Um, And I do think I also am the self-deprecator because there are times where I'm like, yeah, no, this is just not going to happen today. Like genuinely Mm -hmm. just not going to happen. But I was also kind of reflecting and it's like, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but I don't often feel like lazy. I just like genuinely get so distracted by something else that I'm doing. Like if it's reading a book, I'm like, I'm being productive, though, because I'm like reading a book. But it's like, no, that's actually not the point, because you're not doing your assignment by reading the book. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I almost just get so distracted by the thing that I'm not supposed to be doing that I don't feel like I'm procrastinating. Like, I just get so deep into it, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: It's She's like i being productive in other ways. Yes. Just not in the activity that needs to get done with urgency.
0: Yeah. I think the times that I feel most like I'm so lazy right now is when I get trapped on TikTok. And this has been happening to me a lot lately. I think I really just genuinely need to, To delete the app but it brings me so much joy that I'm like oh but why would I rub myself of that but it totally (laughs) sends me down like deep dark holes of procrastination where I like I literally I usually have a rule as soon as I sit down at my desk it's work but there have been times in the last couple of days where I've just sat and scrolled scrolled on TikTok when I was like meant to message someone about an assignment (laughs) and then I just ended up like I'll just check TikTok and it's like no it's never just checking TikTok like you're on there for hours if you open it
1: yeah. Yeah. That's why. And like people are like, how have you done this? And I honestly don't know how, but I probably go on TikTok maybe once a month or once a fortnight. And like, I just won't even touch the app. It's actually like, I forget that it's there. It's not one of my main apps that I go to. And then it's like, once I've checked all other the social media and there is no new content and I'm craving something, I'm like, ah. TikTok, and then I have a look at, like, the 40 TikToks that Arnik has sent me over the past two weeks. Yeah,
0: from when I'm in my deep, dark hole of watching, <laughs> scrolling mindlessly through my For You page. Like, <laughs> like, it's such a trap because they curate it perfectly. I know. Like, my algorithm is set to the T. Like, it has yeah. literally, there's not one video that I don't enjoy when I scroll through <laughs> my For You page. It's awful. It's misery.
1: It's like privacy and security or the joys of a really good curated algorithm that's giving me valuable content. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to how or what are some tips to stop procrastinating? Do you want to go first?
0: Okay, so um, from my research as well, I guess this is the, the science behind it and behind breeding procrastination. So Ultimately, it's been proven that in order to beat procrastination, we have to cross this invisible line called the action line. Mm -hmm. Um, So if if you picture procrastination as like a um, an upside down parabola, so like a Mm I'm I'm drawing it with my finger, but I'm not like (laughs) a bell curve. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, The action line is like right in the middle of the bell curve. What do they call that in math? Do you remember what that's called? The line in the middle. The, like the axis?
1: Oh, I, d- I did advanced maths, but that was Same. like three years ago now.
0: Yeah, I know. Anyway, I can't remember either. But there's a, there's a word for the line. Mm. Anyway, it's going to really annoy me. Maybe I'll post it on Instagram if I figure it out. <laughs> um okay so in order to kind of cross the action line and then get to the, like the lower part of the bell curve when then the action starts um, we have to kind of get to a point where the pain and anxiety of procrastinating becomes so much that we actually finally just do the task yeah so often and for varying people this can take a little while <laughs> um so it's I guess maybe then like I'll let Kaylee start with some of the tips about how we can kind of speed up the process of getting Mm -hmm. to the action line so that we then start the task?
1: So the two things that I generally like to do slash remind myself of when I know that a big task is coming up and I have a very high tendency for procrastination is I love this saying, let your present self do something that your future self will thank you for. And this mm. is pretty much what we were talking about at the start of the episode where we want that harmonious relationship between like the instant gratification and also the long-term gratification um, and like merging the two. So I have really tried to implement this, especially in high school. I think this is when it really started to happen. But it's like when I have time... Can I do, like, something, especially with uni assignments, right? Like, we have an assignment due in a while, like, in a couple weeks. If I, in 15 minutes, find one source or one article and take down notes off of that, and then tomorrow I find another source slash article, 15 minutes, take down notes off of that in a week's time, I might have seven really great articles with notes so that Mm -hmm. by the time that I sit down to actually do my assignment and I don't feel motivated and I don't want to do it, I don't have to put in as much effort as I would have starting from scratch because everything's already there for me. Yeah. Um, And it kind of like works the same way. Like if you have the chance, can you clean your room? Can you do a load of washing while the weather's good, even though you don't want to do it? right do something in the present moment that in five hours time or in five weeks time you're going to be like thank goodness I did this all the way back then
0: inevitably doing tasks like that always feels good when it's finished
1: so yeah kind
0: of trying to like hold on to that feeling of like oh I know this will feel really good when I've actually finally done it I find to be quite motivating at least
1: And it's like this whole idea of like hurdle tasks, right? So you don't have Mm -hmm. to do the whole thing at once, but by doing bits and pieces, and this is like another point that I wanted to raise, do the big tasks when you have the energy so that you can do the mundane tasks when you're tired.
0: Mm.
1: So like do as much as you can while you have some level of motivation. You don't have to do the whole thing, but if you can tick off things on your list, And get them done in the present. Then it's going to make it so much easier. When you're genuinely stressed and tired. And can't get something done. So like for example. Like Anik mentioned. We both have an exam tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And um, the other night. I was tired. But I knew that I could do something. So I was like. I really just want to like watch a movie, but I know I can do something else while I'm watching that movie. So basically, I like curated my study notes and put all the weekly notes like into one huge document and like cut it down from like 30 pages down to 15. I didn't need a lot of brain power to do that, right? Like it was a very simple easy task to do. And so the fact that I did that last week means that today I don't have to spend an hour and a half doing that. I can just study. Yeah. so it's like that was a like a big task not a big brain power task but like a time-consuming task the fact that I did that when I had the energy means that like my present self is thanking my past self
0: 100 um I think even just building off of that um w- my favorite technique for beating procrastination is this idea of the punishment reward system mm-hmm. um so For me, um, and this was, it's especially helpful like during high school, but even now as well. um, I would say if I don't complete this big task that I have to do tonight, or if I don't do something by tonight, then I can't go and do something that I enjoy tomorrow. So whether that's like, I can't go horse ride tomorrow, I can't see my friends tomorrow, then like there has to be some sort of sacrifice. So then I finish the task. And more often than not, Actually, like punishing myself, like quote unquote, by removing something that I wanted to do in order to finish the task was worse than just like sitting down and finishing the task. So, yeah. um, I think that's was is a really helpful one. And obviously, like, if there's something really important that you can't cancel, like, go to it. But where you can, even if it's like, well, if I don't finish the task by 9 pm tonight, I have to work till 10 pm, and then that removes time that I have to like watch a show or mm-hmm. read my favorite book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and another key tip especially if um like the i guess future reward doesn't quite work for you you can actually make the rewards of taking action more immediate yeah so the way that we can do that is by combining tasks so um for example you can watch your favorite tv show while ironing or doing housework or you could eat at your favorite restaurant while doing some homework um there's a term for it, it's actually called temptation bundling but mm-hmm. essentially that I think this is a good technique for like super duper procrastinators like if you need to have a tv show going in the background to do your lecture to kind of like get you there even though it may take a little bit longer at least you've started and yeah. then you'll probably find that like once you've started it's easier to just keep going so
1: mm-hmm.
0: making the reward I guess more immediate is also super helpful
1: mm-hmm. what are some other ideas
0: um, I think we, so. We've already done a whole episode on this, but to do lists are also yeah. really helpful just to keep me accountable. Um, and then building off this idea of accountability, um, are these uh, this term called accountability partner. So, um, this can be a friend or a family member that can hold you basically accountable to things. So, um, the way that it can work is that you and a friend can text each other and be like, okay, here's what I have to get done today. I need to do this article, I need to do like this reading, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then by the end of the day, you have to text the friend everything that you did and everything that you didn't do.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the hope with this idea is that um, not only should the shame and embarrassment of not actually doing <laughs> the tasks kind of encourage you to do them, but your accountability partner should also be like, oh, that's like not good enough. You said you were going to do this. And then like kind of builds on that like pain of procrastinating. Right. Yeah. to then Cross you over to the action line. Um, and then. Um, one of the other things is the idea of commitment devices, which I found quite interesting, but, um, I guess it it makes total sense, right? I think we've used it really often, but Mm -hmm. deleting apps that you spend ages on. So like me, I probably need to delete TikTok, um, and even like bulk buying healthy foods to reduce the chances of eating unhealthily. So Mm -hmm. the way that we can translate this into like procrastination, for example, is by, um, like... For example, deleting all other, like, website browsers, like YouTube or something, from your computer. Yeah. Um, so that the only tabs that you have open at that time are, like, the ones that you need to do for tasks, um, mm-hmm. which is really helpful. Um, and then... Sorry, I feel like I'm totally going on a rant with these
1: tasks. No, no, this is perfect.
0: Um, the other one that is scientifically proven is this idea called Parkinson's Law. Um And this law states that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. So basically, in layman's terms, a task takes however long you think it takes. So, if you're like, I've got all day to study, chances are that's going to increase your procrastination right because you're like oh i've got so much time to study like it doesn't matter if i like read for an extra hour right which then obviously mm-hmm. increases the procrastination time but if you instead give yourself specific limits so i have 1 hour to study for this exam tomorrow Mm -hmm. chances are the procrastination will lessen because you give yourself a specific time. And then the work that you're doing within that time is also more effective Mm -hmm. because you recognize that if you don't finish this by the hour, then you won't be able to study or you won't be able to reward yourself in some way. So my tip is like, even if you do have the whole day free, like kind of schedule it a little bit. So you're like, okay, I've got three hours from like 10 to one or whatever to, to study that's it. Right. And then I've got to go for a walk. I've got to exercise. I've got to do this house task. Right. So then, um, kind of shortening the available time should hopefully also lessen the temptation to procrastinate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, how do we know if we're being procrastinating because we're lazy or we're just really exhausted and need to take a break? Do you want to stop? Um, I think, The first point is kind of like both of our first points. Just listen to your body. Like at the end of the day, you know your limits and you are the best judge of how tired or exhausted or lazy you are. Like if you can honestly sit there and like not have guilt, I feel like I always have some level of guilt, even if I'm genuinely exhausted. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're sitting there and deep down, you know that you can do something, you know that you can go for a walk, you know that you can work on that assignment or do that lecture, or you know that you can do the groceries, but you're just like, I I just can't be bothered. Like, that's on you and mm-hmm. you are your best judge of your own character. Um, one thing that I do want to point out is that if you're feeling and this was kind of brought up before if you're a bit unsure and you're like, I'm really tired, but I'm going to give it a crack. I'm just going to sit there and spend 10 minutes on the task. If you're spending 10 minutes and you physically and emotionally and mentally can't do it,
0: mm. that's how
1: you know that you're exhausted. If you're sitting there for 10 minutes, the timer goes off and you can keep going. That's that's your cue that you were just being lazy and just mm. keep going.
0: That's like a good test to do.
1: Yeah. And it's actually like five, 10 minutes. Like sit there for five, 10 minutes try it. If it's not working, it's not working, take the break. But if it's hit 10 minutes and you're like, no, I can keep going, keep going.
0: That's a good idea. I think also, um, I liked what you were saying earlier. Like one of my ideas, I guess is also in order to know, cause I struggle with this as well. I think we both do because mm-hmm. we're both quite busy and we both are like, Oh, I should be doing this. Like I feel guilty yeah. for not doing this. Oftentimes I'll ask myself, will I like in this present moment of like inactivity and like not doing anything when I should quote unquote be doing something Mm -hmm. is the thought of finishing it bringing me extreme gratification or is the thought of finishing it exhausting? Like the thought of finishing it is not strong enough to make me do it. That's often when I know I'm exhausted um, because when I'm kind of being like quote unquote lazy usually the thought of finishing it will make me feel pretty good because i know that i have like as kaylee was saying you know that you can do it you're just not doing it but if the thought of like the outcome is not kind of um outweighing the pain of doing the task then that's probably also when you know that you really just like actually need to take a break
1: yeah yeah so true i really like that idea like that like checklist in a way
0: yeah. And I think that kind of though also brings into importance like the the significance of having frequent and good quality breaks. Yeah. Um, even when you have like not a bone of procrastination in your body, you know, whether it's just for that day or you're feeling super productive, even if you feel like you can keep going, still take a good break.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and the more that I actually like schedule or promise myself breaks, the less I end up procrastinating. Mm-hmm. And I guess that comes into that idea of like um, time minimization as well. So, like, I have an hour to work and I've got a five-minute break as well Yeah, will help reduce the procrastination as opposed to just saying, like, I'm feeling pretty productive, I'll just work for hours. Chances yeah. are I probably will still end up procrastinating in that time.
1: Yeah, and I always find that, like, especially at work, like, I always hit... It hits three o'clock and I'm like, ugh. Like, I still <laughs> have, that like...
0: three o'clock time. It honestly just, is... <laughs>
1: It's like, oh, I need like some sort of sugar hit. I need a coffee. I need something, especially at the office because it's like such a long day. And so I'm like, okay, if I can work for an hour and smash out something in an hour, I can just like stand outside for 10 minutes. And it's so true. Like instead of saying, oh, I have to keep going for four hours to be like, I only have to work for an hour and then I can stand outside, do a stretch. It's like better because very 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 similar to what you were saying before it's not this huge like time frame that you have to fill where it's just unachievable or unattainable it's like oh it's just an hour i can so do this in just an hour so like break up your time like that because it really works
0: yeah a hundred percent Well, unless you have anything else to add, I feel like that kind of concludes today's yeah. the bulk of today's content episode. Um, as everyone knows, we do have other episodes that are really beneficial for beating procrastination, even if they're not mm-hmm. specifically on procrastination. Like we have an episode on productivity and to-do lists and organization. So make sure to go check those out in the meantime. Um, yes. But this week's sustainability tip is... Um, Eating and buying organic foods where possible. So mm-hmm. I know in some cases, organic food can be more expensive. So, I mean, obviously, like if you're not in the economic position to be buying organic foods, that's totally okay. Um, but the reason why organic food is more sustainable is because they contain fewer pesticides and chemicals, which are really harmful for the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, and the use of these like pesticides actually renders the dirt and soil infertile after a while, which renders the land, um, unusable and therefore contributes to issues of like, um, you know, soil erosion, which then reduces spaces, space for farming and destroying lands that could be used to foster biodiversity. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that I didn't actually know is that organic food, because it uses less chemicals, actually has a longer shelf life. Hmm. Um, so it reduces the amount of food waste every year, which obviously we know is a huge comp- uh, contributor to climate change. Food waste is huge. so
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, Kaylee, what is your song of the week?
1: So mine was, um, or mine is, the song Thank You, but it's I Found the Cover by Lennon Stella. So the original song is by Dito, but do you know this song?
0: No, I don't.
1: Um, I'm not going to sing it, but you (laughs) definitely, like, you'll definitely know it.
0: Okay. Like, if you type
1: in Thank You by Lennon Stella, the second you hear the first line, you're like, oh my god, I know this song. It's, like, not a common one, but it's just one that, like, everyone just knows. Yeah. Because it's, like, always on the radio or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautiful cover. I love Lennon Stella. So, very beautiful.
0: Love it. Um, mine this week, I mean, I have to... (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know we're recording this episode a little bit after it came out, but it is As It Was by Harry Styles. Oh my god, let me tell you, after hearing, not hearing his voice, like, the thing is is that, like, after knowing every single, like, little beat and, like, little, like, aspect of all of his other songs, like, Off By Heart, the, like, exhilaration of getting to learn and also, like, not knowing every, like, little moment of a song, I mean, I do now, but, like, at the beginning... (laughs) it was exhilarating because it's like oh my god I actually now like have to like actively kind of like listen to like these new things to learn it like it's such an exciting exciting. moment when when your favourite artist releases new stuff it's amazing Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. well we hope you guys enjoyed the episode this week we have some really exciting ones coming in the next few weeks so keep an ear out follow us so that you get the latest episodes when they come out live and we will talk to you next week